You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning, one of my favorite days of the week, as we welcome back on the program the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, it's always lovely to hear your voice. How are you this week? How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably a little bit hot and bothered, but who isn't at this point in in the summer? Exactly. Uh, well, I thought you chose a really interesting topic because I was just saying in my intro, I wonder how you knew I was in the market of looking for for a backpack. Are you? And why are you in the market looking for a backpack? Well, ours broke. Um, it served us for many years. Um, and, and you know what it's like? You, you have a backpack and you're fitting not just your own water bottle, but, you know, all the kids' water bottles. And yes. maybe their jumpers, because, you know, here in Hong Kong, when you go on a bus or when you go indoors, it's suddenly freezing. And then the zip breaks. And then and then you try to repair the zip. I actually bought the zip to, to repair. But then you realize there's no way you can really repair the zip. Bought it to some place. And they're like, oh, you know, it's really difficult to repair. We tried to repair it and then it breaks again. So that's the story of our poor backpack. Um, It's served us for many years. But I'm wondering, what, what will you share with our listeners this morning? Yeah, so backpack. So, of course, it's a, it's just an interesting thing. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but as a mum, I'm just, I carry bags all the time. I'm always carrying bags and bags and bags. And they're not... Stylish bags, as you said, they're not a Chanel bag. It's not an, a cute little tote. It's it's big, heavy bags that can shove everybody else's stuff into them, as you said. And the more the more that I continue this parentinghood journey, the more that I realise that all of the vessels that I carry around with me have to be so functional. So I'm just the same as you. But I saw somebody um, in a shopping centre with a with a very fancy Hermes bag. She's a mum. She was with her children, um, and covering her, she was you know had it round her the nook of her arm. But then on her shoulders, well, both her shoulders were just two regular canvas bags. So it's like, <laughs> you know, haha, you can't fit everything in that fancy bag, <laughs> you know. So she had something on the nook of her arms and and just canvas bags on either shoulders. <laughs> so that's a reality yeah. of mums. Yeah, no, I think it's that. And and we're, we're, I'm also, like you, always in the market for a, another backpack, a, another, like, na- another, I want to talk about this, the different words we have, like book bag, knapsack, satchel, rucksack, rucksack you know, like, yes. rucksack, there's lots of words, but I tend to call it a backpack, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd say backpack most backpack, of the time. And, yeah. and the bigger, the bigger, the better. I think I recently found myself a new backpack in a little sample shop in North Point that was huge. I mean, I could think I could fit one of my children into it, if I'm being honest. And it had this really cool... Is it a camping one, Chris? No, it's not even a camping one. It's not even a camping one, but it was not even the tiniest bit expensive and it just had this really cool pattern on it and I was just like well it will just make me feel better about everything and it was just such a joy that I found it I was like look how much I can fit into this thing um but if we look back in history um at the backpack because I think there's also a stage where you go from and I don't know if you remember this transition in your own life with fondness but where you go from trying to fit everything into your shoulder bag and realizing that it's just not going to cut it. You're completely off balance. Your shoulder is aching and you're like, I've got to, I've got to get a backpack. I can't bring exactly. all my children's stuff on one shoulder. I can't do it. Even in our 20s, Cruz, when, you know, when you were working full time at our teacher, I'm sure you remember I had my purple backpack because I just thought I want to, I don't want a backache and, and sort of, you know, my shoulder ache with, with fitting everything in a shoulder bag. So backpacks were really, I think you had a backpack too. 
Yes, I think I did. Absolutely. Because you just get to the point where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. It's just, it's just, you just look ridiculous. You're like, you can't fit everything you need under one arm. You need a backpack, right? (laughs) Um, But if we look back into history, they go back quite a long way. We can actually go back all the way to 3300 BC to the Otzi um, rucksack, which is like designer now. No, I'm joking. Otzi (laughs) was the Iceman, a mummy from the Copper Age. Right, that we discovered, and he carried a rucksack made from animal fur during his travels. And this was his body and other gear was just one of those incredible finds that was found by um, a group of hikers at um, in a valley in Italy. So we know that people were carrying bags, like you know, back in the day. I mean, the fact that this guy was traveling was able to craft his own. He was definitely not a parent because you wouldn't have had that kind of time. But um, but yes, and if we could, we we can jump forward again from that point in time to 1870 when we have bindles. Now, bindles were created from sticks and canvas cloths during the American Civil War. Think about this was like your Tom Huckleberry Finn. I'm thinking of those kinds of characters where you've got a stick on your shoulder and a little parcel created with a carried thing at the other end of the stick. Can you bring it to mind? That's a bindle. Oh, okay. you know, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. It's not really on your back. It's just kind of a stick you have on your shoulder and it, you counterbalance the other bits that you've got at the end, right? Now, there was, it was a real burden to carry them, but there wasn't anything of better available at the time. Um, if we, uh, but if we, uh, jump forward a little bit um, to uh, the knapsack. The knapsack was created, a functional knapsack for the US military by someone called Henry Miriam. So he used sheet metal in order to reduce the weight that had to be carried around during missions. Mm. Right, so that was another one. Um, we then have the Duluth pack um, Duluth that came about pack. in, eight, yeah, the Duluth pack in 1882. So Camille Poirier um, improved on the military backpack with this thing called the Duluth pack. Now the bag featured a, uh, um, a big I had to strap. Google. Yeah. Yes, did you did you Google it? It's I, worth a Google. It's that big square one with big straps, right? Yes. Yes. And it's still used quite commonly today for kind of canoe and kayak trips. And if you look at it, you're like, yep, I've definitely seen that in design shops in Hong Kong with like a hugely marked up price tag for something that was, you know, quite basic back in its day. Um, then we go forward to we have the Sec Medmois. So this was another designer bag with wooden frames. And these fashionable backpacks were made from birch bark and soft fabric, which made them very easy to compress down. So there's quite a lot of innovation. In 1914, we see the start of World War One, and this imp- brought the need for improved military backpacks called haversacks. So these bags strapped on the upper and lower back and had to hold ammo, canteens, and other equipment for the military, right? Then we have things like the Trapper Nelson. So this is a man called Lloyd Nelson who designed a backpack with a rigid frame for hiking that he called the Trapper Nelson. The original bag was carried across um, Alaska on a hike um, and was made from sticks and seal skins, um, which obviously when it went into mass production, they replaced seal skins with canvas. Um, we get to like 1938, which is when we have the first zippered backpack. So this was created by a man called Ger- um, Jerry Cunningham in Boulder, Colorado. He didn't like how other rucksacks slid around his back. So he used his father's sewing machine to create a nylon bag with zippers instead. Um, and <laughs> And of course, we keep moving forward. So like uh, military bags evolved to be able to hold more weight. So this was crucial in World War II, as soldiers had a lot of heavy equipment and weapons and ammunition and things like that. They needed a bag, right? Mm. Um, 
1943, so once the war was over, this is when kids started bringing backpacks with them to school. And after World War II, more materials were available. Of course, remembering that during, not remembering personally, neither of us were alive, but during World War II, you got a massive, you know, you don't have anything you need. There are no resources, there are no fabrics, there's no metal, there's nothing, because it's all being used in the efforts for the war, right? But of course, once the war was over, you've got more materials available, and you've got a little bit more freedom to make bags functional, lightweight, and stylish. Um, if we go a little bit forward again, this is the one. Now, I don't know if you know about this bag. This fascinates me. The Fjell Raven bag. So this is this was created by a man called Aiken Norden, who created a cotton bag with a wooden frame that could be held higher on the back and carried through the mountains. And he started his company called Fjell Fjell Raven. Oh yes, that, yes, Fjell I've, Raven, I've seen that. that bag around town. Yes, it's have you very, looked it up? Yeah. I have looked it up and very stylish amongst young people. Yes. So this is funny because I remember when they kind of exploded onto the scene, probably about, I mean, not they've been around for a very long time since the 1940s, but when they finally started, you know, they were around and you started seeing them with people being quite a trendy, desirable option. And I just Googled it before. Some of them are about a thousand Hong Kong dollars <laughs> for quite Ain't a small cheap. bag. Yeah, yeah and, they're and not cheap. Exactly. And sometimes the strap mm. is quite thin as well. And I wonder how much back support it really has because some of these are, are very stylish looking. But once you put it on and, and when it's heavy, it's actually not very ergonomic. Yeah, you know, this is exactly what I thought because I had a lot of friends. This is, we're on the same page there. Obviously, we are people who prioritize the functionality and comfort. But, um, we won't be purchasing one of these anytime soon. Um, but I would think the same thing. I'm like, that doesn't look comfortable. And the friends that I used to have who would have them, they were kind of, it was kind of, you wouldn't, unless you knew the value of the bag, they were never friends who seemed very fancy in any way. And it would be kind of a point of difference to carry their library books in their Fjellraven bag. And I was like, isn't that quite heavy for like this? puny straps but yes apparently we're the only people who think this it's a very trendy bag otherwise um so yes and then we get to like 1952 where we have um we see the kelly backpack so this wears this is kind of um again like a, a thing associated with the modern backpack and we see that a world opening up here in the kind of late 50s with printing designs onto backpacks for back to school season so kids could now carry a bag decorated with popular characters like Mickey Mouse and the Flintstones and Bugs Bunny because that was the time but of course this is a trend that exists today obviously I'm sure you've been through with your children you know backpacks any kind of backpack they want a character on it they have a lot of sense of ownership of it as well do your kids do that? Exactly. Yeah, they do. Um, and also, I, I, I mean, they have their own backpacks, which is important because then if we go out, then they can carry their own waters. I think they're at yeah. this age where they should take ownership of their stuff. And then this way they can carry a little jumper or a little toy if they want to. You know, when we're out and about, they can play with it as well. So it's good that they have a, a mini backpack. I'm all for it. Absolutely. Now, of course, we couldn't talk about backpacks without like the fact that we a lot. Okay, so they're coming from a place of people really needing to carry a lot of stuff, and then we have things like Fjellraven, who you can't carry a lot of stuff, but at least you are carrying it, I suppose. Um, now, of course, we couldn't talk about backpacks without talking about JanSport. Oh yes, back right, JanSport. The they, yeah. they were so cool. I remember really, 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 really wanting one um, in school because all the cool kids had one. Yes, I was exactly the same, Noreen, and I never had a Jansport bag. Oh, did you? Oh, well, I was very fortunate. Then, then eventually, I got one, and I used it for years and years and years and years. Um, and yeah, so 
Yeah, I, I remember yeah. really treasuring it. That and Doc Martin shoes, where all the cool kids ha- had it. I think it's making a comeback. Anyway, I, I, I yeah. guess, yes. So, yeah, so that's interesting. So, Jansport are still hugely successful, and they, they really are kind of like the Kleenex of backpacks in many ways, a Jansport backpack, right? Um, so, yes, yeah, so it's very it's very interesting. I mean, I was remembering another one, which didn't come across in my research, but was the Kipling backpacks. Do you remember Kipling ones? Oh, yeah, and they the had little... the keychain with the monkey. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I never got that one, but yeah, no, I thought they neither. were really cool too. <laughs> yeah, it's such a funny one, isn't it? Um, but yeah, so there's been a real, um, you know, and obviously now there's a thousand million different types of bags and I think sometimes they're not all created equal um I definitely think some of the best bags I've you know and then you've got the different things you've got laptop compartments you've got waterproof compartments Padded. you've got y- yep and some of the uh, some some with like ice packs you can put on the side for like nappy bags to keep the bottle cool or... oh yes nappy bags that's an entirely new category <laughs> yes. that's just yeah absolutely um but it is it is really interesting if we look at the most popular brands it tends to go Jan Sport as the first one um, and then there's a whole bunch of other ones. We've got Camelback in the list, the North Face, Patagonia, um, Fjallraven, Fjallraven um, and also Kipling. So they're still quite popular in lots of ways. Um, um, but, you know, what I always think we have to be very grateful about in Hong Kong is we don't have to think about, like, one of the innovations that you have with backpacks, especially in places like the U.S. today, is bulletproof backpacks and that has oh, always turned yes. my stomach and really um, hurt my heart um, yes. to know that that's something that people have to have had to be designed yeah oh that's just awful yeah we're very very fortunate indeed here in Hong we're Kong. super super yeah. fortunate that that's not a, a need that has arisen for that innovation here um, but then we have different innovations in Hong Kong which I've always appreciated like for example backpack trolleys because I do remember walking home from school and secondary school and having such a heavy bag and it really hurt my back and my knees and everything um, and, and that's you know, a reality Hong- for so many children here, young kids in Hong Kong where they have to carry like Eight to twelve books a day to school. Wow, really? Is it that many? My goodness me. Yes. Um, but I think it's quite a nice innovation in this side part of the world, for sure. Um, definitely in Asia, because people are always looking for ways to think, make things more seamless and convenient, that they can have little backpack trolleys that you can wheel your backpack with you. You know, I think that's genius. And I have to say, as someone who has a, a daughter who is a little person, you know, um, my daughter has dwarfism and she's starting school this year. She's starting primary school next month. Amazing. And that's so exciting. But also when I put the school uniform bag next to her body, it's the same size of her so I thought how are you possibly going to carry this to school so we but it was very very easy to find a little backpack trolley for Amazing. her that she can which I thought was kind of genius really exactly one feature that I look I look for sometimes and I know certainly my husband does is um I don't know how you would describe it like uh, maybe like a sweat guard or something you know how sometimes ah. those backpacks has got like a little back thing to keep the backpack off your back because it just gets so hot yes, um, yes and, it's so true and you get them in sham shui po or something like that those backpacks will have a built-in um sort of sweat like a frame like a sweat yeah, guard absolutely. frame absolutely <laughs> you know I what do, I'm I totally do. And I'm a fan of when they when they carry that through to the backpack strap as well, not just the back of the pack, you know, you do also need the backpack strap. No, I'm right there with you. And I think and, and like you want a padded strap, you know, you do. You want that to, yes. to, to release the pressure a wee bit. Um, but, you know, apparently backpacks are much better for your back anyway than carrying a one bag because they evenly distribute weight to both your shoulders. Yes. So unlike having to constantly, which I have so many visceral memories of, 
changing my tote bag from one shoulder to the other to kind of get out of the pain of that. Um, apparently, the lightest objects in your pack should be located at the bottom. Oh. I find that very interesting. Yeah. Wow, I had no... I thought it was, yeah. like, heavy at the bottom, you know, No, I think that's, what, cause that's how we pack our groceries, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but actually, so stuff in the cross, but actually, apparently, that's how you change the, the shape of it. And all packs Ooh. should be worn on the lower half of the back to minimize the effect on posture oh. as well. Yeah, so I think it's very interesting, to be honest, because um, I always thought, you know, I always thought, I, I do have to say, remember, it used to be a thing, I don't know if it is today, like how low people used to wear their bags. I mean, actually, this was like comically low, you know, like yes. their backpacks, like they're, like they're walking and it's bouncing off their bums as they walk kind of thing, right? <laughs> like, heaven forbid you wear your backpack high on your lower part of your back to improve your posture. You're just going to have this super low backpack, which, um, you know. Pulling your shoulders back. <laughs> yeah, pulling your shoulders back, because teenagers need more things to worry about <laughs> where you place your backpack but anyway so that was backpacks noreen excellent a great choice of topic and i'm really glad we got through some of the, the the important points you know what's ergonomic and what's not as usual cruise always enjoy chatting with you thank you so much for all your research and and a great topic again thank you very much indeed bye <laughs> bye for now